Welcome to another episode of the Average Joe Football Show. I'm your host, Joe Fair. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Eddie Murphy's favorite football <laughs> podcast. <laughs> no way. That's right, Eddie Murphy. Oh, good. Uh, we're super different episode today. Uh, we we recorded a it's a pre-recorded interview uh, with Jeremy Klump, who is a writer uh, for the Fin Fanatic and for Hail Florida Hail. Um, he's a, a fantastic writer. Love all of his articles that he writes. Uh, uh, just a great dude. He gave us an hour of his time, uh, basically just just shooting the breeze about everything that happened with with the trades uh, that went down uh, this this Friday and and just the draft in general. We haven't talked much draft on this podcast just because of the break and free agency and everything that went down. But yeah, stay tuned for a, a phenomenal phenomenal uh, interview with Jeremy Klump. But Joe, you know. Why don't we start things off with you? Again, I'm joined by my illustrious producer, Joe Teeson. How's it going, Joe? Uh, it's going really well. I'm actually super happy how, how it ended as far as uh, your conversation, the interview went oh, with Jeremy. Okay, well, I, let's... I'm not going to get into oh, it. Oh, yeah, don't I'm not going to get into it. I'm just, uh, I'm just saying that it was... Okay, let's sweet, say that I'm not happy with the way that it is. A sweet, did. sweet ending. All yeah, right. stay tuned for a sweet <laughs> ending for Joe and not so sweet for me. Uh, but no, it was a really good time. Uh, yeah, Joe, how you been? It feels like can like it's been so long since it's we good recorded because we took a little break again, right after yeah. the, after the uh, free agency. Yeah, one hundred percent episode that we made. Yeah, so then we're just back again. It's warm outside now. It's I don't know things are different. I'm sweating. I'm so red in the podcast room. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're back. Uh, I do want to just say before we get going, uh, before we get, because we're going to jump to the interview right in a bit here. Oh yeah, we won't keep um, you guys too long. Um, the audio is 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 much worse. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot different than what you're hearing right now because we were just recording through Skype. Um, so it's our first time ever doing that. I yeah. think it went pretty well. I think so too. I think so too. Obviously, Joe's just trying to cover his, You're just trying to cover your butt so yeah, that you, it I, you don't look bad. I really am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, it's it's uh, audible. Yeah, and it's good. Well, if, that, if you've ever listened to a podcast with a Skype interview, it, the, the the audio is never quite as yeah. good as as the actual podcast. So just bear with us. It's yeah. it's, it's worth. And it. I'm learning. Okay, yeah, we're learning. Get off my back. <laughs> Get off our back, man. I'm serious. Goodness gracious. Uh, but no, it's good. Uh, we like I said, we won't keep you guys too long with the banter today, just because we have uh, such a long, uh, great interview uh, with a great dude. Uh, but yeah, why don't we just just without further ado, why don't we just head over to the interview? All right, I am joined by uh, our very first call-in guest on the Average Joe Football Show here. He is uh, a site expert at Hale Florida Hale, uh, covering all things the Florida Gators. And I know him from the Fin Fanatic, where he covers the Miami Dolphins. I also know him uh, from his Twitter page, at NuttyXProfessor, where he gets into some heated arguments uh, with some guys on Twitter. He's a great follow. Make sure you guys follow him there. Uh, his work has been featured on Sports Illustrated, Fox Sports, uh, Bleacher Report, USA Today. Uh, he's the real deal. Uh, I'm joined by Jeremy Klump. How's it going, Jeremy? Hey, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, you know, those, those Twitter arguments, they can get pretty heated, man. But it's all <laughs> love. It's all fun. And uh, like I said, I appreciate you having me on, man. Yeah, no problem. I'm actually curious about about your Twitter name. Like, I've only recently started following you uh, in your Twitter name, Nutty Professor. I'm kind of right. curious what the what the backstory is with that. So, 
so maybe I don't know if it maybe the movie's not in Canada. I know you said you're in Canada, but uh, yeah. there's a movie called The Nutty Professor, The Clumps. Okay. Do you know who Eddie Murphy is? Right? Oh yeah, yeah, I know Eddie so, Murphy. So yeah. Eddie Murphy actually plays the Nutty Professor, and for some crazy, weird roundabout way, the last name of the the characters is Clumps, K L U M P, like last name. So it's kind of just been like a thing since I was a kid. Like the guy's name is Sherman in the uh, in the movie. Okay. So like when I was a kid, I used to get called Sherman, Sherman Clump all the time and stuff. Okay. And it kind of just like stuck. And I actually I met Eddie Murphy in California before. Whatever. I, I was like, yo, my last name's Clump. And he's like, bullshit. Like, no, it's not. And I actually had my license on me. So I got to show him. And I have this, like, cool picture of me and Eddie Murphy with my <laughs> no. license. But So, yeah, I kind of just stuck with, like, the Nutty Professor. Like, my friends, we always used to joke and just go with that. And I don't know, it just kind of stuck. I actually went to, like, my normal name once on Twitter. And it just wasn't fun. Like, I kind of like the whole... Uh, like persona thing. I think it's so funny. My wife always laughs when people call me the professor on, on Twitter. <laughs> it's like, yeah. catches me off guard sometimes. Like I did an interview the other day and he's like, should I uh, call you the professor? I was like, nah, dude, you don't got to call me that. Like I just, <laughs> I just like using that on Twitter. It's fun. That's but how yeah, people know you, man. It's... I know it's kind of crazy. Honestly, yeah. I never, I never in a million years thought like people would be tweeting at me, the professor or the nutty professor. I just think it's so funny. So I'm glad it's stuck. Honestly, it's pretty awesome. Uh, there you go. That is pretty cool. It's definitely more memorable, memorable than just putting your, your name out there. That's so it's yeah. definitely something, something that sticks in people's brains. I certainly stuck in my brain, all caps, nutty professor. It definitely <laughs> uh, sticks it. in there, but uh, yeah, I really appreciate you doing this today. Um, Chris Greer gave us quite a bit to talk about. Uh, as far as the NFL goes, you know, they say it's the NFL offseason right now, but I don't know it. I don't know if the NFL really ever has an offseason. Feels like it's a it's a 24-7 all the time type of deal because there's just a ton of news that drop. We're going to get into the crazy trades that went down. Uh, we're going to talk uh, a bunch of Dolphins news, obviously, because you're you're the Dolphins guy. We're going to talk all aspects of that trade. I want to start off, though, uh, if if you're down to just talk about uh, a little bit about the Dolphins free agency. I think I think out of all the teams in free agency, the Dolphins definitely had one of the more interesting times. I, I they I, they did a lot of things that uh, I don't know head scratching moves. I was expecting them, especially when they cut Kyle Van Noy uh, and made cap room that way to to kind of attack free agency, go go all in, uh, and they definitely didn't do that. They 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 kind of took it. So I, I'm wondering what your thoughts are uh, on 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 free agency for the Dolphins. Yeah, it was definitely really weird. I was in the same boat as you. I thought uh, I thought Miami would make a splash. They got rid of Van Noy, opened up that money. It sounded like they were going to open up more money, too. I saw some reports that they might restructure some guys. They might release some guys. And then free agency started, and it was, it was odd. It was weird. It started slow, like you said. I actually had a, a pretty interesting view on it. I've mentioned it before on another show, but I, I just – I'm, like, 99% sure, certain that – they were going to try to trade for Deshaun Watson. Mm. It just felt like the way that they set up their free agency, it was almost as if they were bringing in that big contract at quarterback and they were building around the team. They were finding those like those value ads in free agency. Mm -hmm. So I, I was, I was like pretty certain that it seemed like Deshaun Watson was going to be a huge target for them. And then we had the whole Deshaun Watson allegation yeah. issue. And I think that's when Miami really had to pivot almost. And mm -hmm. uh, like, I mean, I don't even, I didn't think they were even going to sign Will Fuller, but then the whole Deshaun Watson allegations came out. Yeah. They got Will Fuller, great deal there. It's only like 10 million for Will Fuller, which is a oh, steal. Yeah. 
compared to all the other contracts. Yeah. I mean, T.Y. Hilton's making the same amount as, yeah. uh, as Will Fuller, which is Absurd. pretty bizarre. Yeah. But yeah, so it was definitely really, really odd how it all worked out. I think uh, looking back on it, I think Miami's probably a little upset about how it went down because I think they would have been bigger spenders. I think center mm-hmm. position especially, I don't, I don't see them taking the the short like cheap route at center if they didn't think they were going to trade for mm-hmm. Sean Watson I think they would have went hard at center uh maybe I'm wrong but it just seems so odd that like even David Andrews they didn't get which was pretty pretty yeah. strange he went back to New England they obviously lost uh Karras he went to New England which was yeah. weird to both centers so like it just seemed it just seemed like they had their prices set for every free agent they said listen here's our offer this is all we're going to so like you either sign with us or go sign with someone else and everyone kind of was like we're gonna go sign somewhere else like yeah. we're not we're not gonna play for the small deals you're getting so they got some yeah. some good values obviously yeah uh, Butler deal was solid uh, I just the Will Fuller deal is obviously going to be the the cherry on top though the one we talk about I yeah, mean it's 100%. I, I I was on board. A lot of people attacked me on Twitter. I wanted Will Fuller if they did trade for Deshaun Watson. I said I would have paid Will Fuller sixteen million. I mean, I, <laughs> I I think the world of Will Fuller. I think he's a really good player. He's from Pennsylvania, so I'm a big Pennsylvania oh, football yeah. guy. But uh, yeah, it's definitely definitely a strange strange free agency. But uh, Chris Greer, man, can never can never count him out. He just even with like the Will Fuller thing came out of nowhere. I mean, they almost yeah. got Chris Carson which was huge. That was like a big report for a little. And then uh, Seattle ended up getting their offer up and then locking him up. But like they started getting aggressive at the end of it. So that's what makes me really think they were going for Watson. That's that's interesting that you say that. I, I, I kind of had that same feeling as well. I didn't want to, I was kind of keeping it quiet. I didn't want to like share it on Twitter because I was like, am I crazy to think that like all these small moves, like something is going, it, it felt almost too quiet. It yep. felt like any second uh, the Deshaun Watson news was going to go down. The Dolphins were going to trade for Deshaun Watson. Uh, and I definitely had that feeling. As well. I, that's why I found I, I did see that you said it on, on a different show. I found that so interesting because I, I definitely had the same feeling as well. Because, yeah, when you clear cap space with Kyle Van Noy and then there was rumors that they were going to clear more cap space, it just didn't make any sense to go into free agency and do absolutely nothing and like have Ted Karras walk back to back to New England. And not bring in uh, really a, a a viable center to 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 take that to take that role. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I find it quite interesting that you think that they were going to go after Deshaun Watson. Um, but then talking about how uh, you know they they didn't spend a whole lot, and and you talked about how they had to pivot uh, on from Deshaun Watson potentially. Well, we don't know that. This is all just speculation. Um, uh, how do you think that that affects their their plans in the future as far as the draft goes uh, and all that stuff? Yeah, so it was kind of strange how free agency worked out. Like I said, it felt like Deshaun Watson was the target, and then it ended up they had to pivot. And that, like the the way they made these trades, and we'll get into them then, obviously. But like the way that they have their draft set up, it still kind of felt like they're like moving back a little trying to get more picks and especially before they traded up with philadelphia i was like this isn't good like a lot of people think oh this is great they uh they're, they're surrounding Tua with weapons that's why they did it like i didn't think they did it for that reason when i saw they traded back and got those first rounders all i thought was they're hoping deshaun watson gets his legal stuff figured out and then they have all that ammunition to get him still like they could get him after the draft which was like weird to me but then obviously they traded up but uh but yeah i don't know that the draft is going to be I think that'll be pretty telling as well, I guess. Like, we'll see now if they're going to build around Tua. I think they're going to. I hope they're going to. Uh, I just, I think the the Watson allegations are just, at this point, I tweeted it before, it, it got pretty big, but, like, 
I don't see how any NFL organization, even the Dolphins who brought in Isaiah Wilson, who brought in that kid who was arrested, I forget his name, the, the quarterback switched to wide receiver. Like the Miami oh. Dolphins aren't afraid of, of bringing in people that have some off field stuff. Like they feel confident in their locker room that they'll be able to get them on track. Obviously it didn't work with Isaiah Wilson. That was like an absolute <laughs> flop, but I just, I don't know. I just want to see the Dolphins just go and get the weapons for two and just move on from Deshaun Watson. Just because it's like, how do you even think that you can trade for someone with these allegations? Even if they're not true, like it's tough right now. Like you just can't, you can't be the judge. You can't be the jury. Mm -hmm. The Dolphins just, they need to get off the Deshaun Watson thing. So I don't see how a trade happens anymore. So I think the Dolphins are going to go into the draft and the aggressiveness they showed already before the draft is going to be, they're going to be aggressive. They're going to get the guys they want. They're going to, I mean, moving back up to six was because they want a guy like it's mm-hmm. not, wasn't just a fun trade. Like they traded a first round pick to move back up to six. So I, I think it'll be interesting. I think they're going to be aggressive, real aggressive. I think it's going to be a complete flop of what, or flip flop of what they were in free agency. I, I think mm-hmm. that we went from thinking they were going to be so aggressive than they weren't. I think they're going to finally like pedal to the metal aggressive in free agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I I definitely agree to a certain extent with that there. And in the when you talked about them bringing in Isaiah Wilson and guys like that, uh, with with past troubles, eventually you just got to stop going with that mentality. Like, what? How? When has that worked for them once? Yeah. Like they brought in Mark Walton a couple of years ago. Yeah, he had all the off field issues that didn't work. You know, they bring in like Antonio Callaway that didn't work. They bring in uh, like Isaiah Wilson. Eventually, like it just doesn't work. Like, yeah, uh, guys with the off-field issues, you just, you just maybe just let it, let it lie. We know how great Deshaun Watson is, and obviously he's he's right now head and shoulders above Tua, where Tua is right now. I'm not gonna yep. say Tua can't develop into uh, a franchise quarterback, but right now, obviously Deshaun Watson is better. But you know, you he can't be better if he's not playing, if he's not on the field, and we don't know exactly what the NFL is gonna do. We don't know what the legal system is gonna do. So yeah, it's definitely a shaky situation. And I also think that it's it's just time to pivot. It's time to move on from the Deshaun Watson thing, and it's time to build uh, around Tua. A guy who I, I'd like to know your opinion as well. How you feel about Tua in the future? Because I, the way I see it, I think it's absolutely absurd to give up on Tua after yeah. one season. Oh my, yeah, I I don't understand. Like, if you look at his numbers, they're not worse than other like great quarterbacks' rookie seasons. And like the fact that he had nothing around him, it was a pandemic. Uh, he had the hip injury where we, they weren't sure he'd ever walk again. It just didn't make any sense. I'd love to know your opinion on Tua and where you think uh, he'll end up as far as uh, the starting quarterback goes. Yeah, I, I I mean, like you just said, it's pretty crazy that the NFL has turned into what it's turned into. And it's been kind of recent how it's happened where fans and media and everyone like turns on a player so quickly. Like even even I, I cover the Eagles. I'll go back to the Eagles. I go to them a lot just because I was obviously covering the, the Eagles since 2015. But when you look at Carson Wentz, he's a perfect case study of how the NFL has just like the dynamic has changed when it goes to evaluating players. Carson Wentz went from having great rookie season. The numbers might not have been what they were, but team led the league in drops. He, he was he was good for his rookie year. Second year, incredible. Should have won MVP, tears his ACL, got voted number. Th- I think this is my favorite part. He got voted number three in the NFL top 100, which obviously the top 100, you can argue it. But Carson Wentz was number three. in the top 100 and if you listen to some of the players talk about him on that like little highlight video of him at top top 100 i mean it's incredible like von miller we're talking von miller probably going to be a hall of fame player Mm -hmm. von miller saying how great he is kirk cousins obviously isn't going to be a hall of fame player but kirk cousins is he's a darn good quarterback and to even mention how great wentz is and say how he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league and stuff like 
it's crazy. Then he goes to the next season, he gets injured again, blah, blah, blah. But his, his 2019 season where he brought a team with absolutely no one back. I mean, they came, they won four games at the end, made it to the playoffs. Carson Wentz was incredible. Mm-hmm. He has one bad year. And I mean, even people on Twitter that aren't even Eagles fans, like thinks Carson Wentz stinks. Carson Wentz stinks. The Eagles moved on. They just signed him to a contract, first of all, which is even <laughs> crazy. They took the biggest cap hit in NFL history. And it's because of the dynamic of the NFL now. And I, I see the same thing happening with Tua. And it's bizarre to me. I mean, this guy came back from, like you said, a gruesome, gruesome injury. Some people didn't think he'd ever play football again. I thought he wasn't going to play football ever again. The guy gets drafted, and we have the COVID coronavirus nonsense in the offseason where you can't do what you could do. He, he, I mean, the, the offseason is so unfair to evaluate rookies. It's like, and I hate making excuses for football players, but give me a break. Like, no one's ever even, it's not even like it was the third year in a row where we had it like this. Like, even NFL coaches, everyone will tell you. It was insane how they had to do stuff. So this guy gets thrown into the fire. No good offseason. He's rehabbing, too. I think that's also another big <laughs> aspect of it. Like, this guy clearly, you could see his, even just now, his offseason pictures. Like, Tua wasn't in the best shape last year. Mm-hmm. And that's nothing against Tua. That's not like Tua wasn't working hard. I mean, the guy was rehabbing a hip injury. So, you you see him. He comes back. And, well, six and three as a starter. Not that quarterback wins are the, the way you should ever view a mm-hmm. starter. But still, I mean, he's winning football games. He's, he's playing well. He's making throws. And... Just out of nowhere now, we're just going to say he stinks and they should move on. I mean, that is the worst. I, I'm I'm honestly so sick of that dynamic in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know. I, we look at quarterbacks. I mean, I'm trying to think of like Sam Bradford's a great example. How many years did we give Sam Bradford to show he was a franchise quarterback? <laughs> yeah. Like, think about that. I mean, yeah. I, I had friends that would like die for Sam Bradford <laughs> years after he was terrible. Like he was never good. And we just every year he got traded for a first round pick to the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, that's absurd. Eagles. Think about that. And how how terrible was he? Like, imagine Sam Bradford playing in today's NFL. He would be done. He'd be done in three games. People would <laughs> turn on him in a second. And somehow, some way, Tua now is like, I mean, even uh, pro football talk. I mean, how ridiculous was that article they just wrote? Oh, my, oh my goodness. The Dolphins traded back up to get a quarterback. Like, some of these media guys, like, I, I, I don't like bashing people in the media, obviously. But at the same time, like, if you're going to be – such an idiot like that like yeah. little that was just like you're that's such a stupid stupid thing to say yeah. it's like these guys can't get off these takes now now they think that the dolphin should move on and instead of like logically thinking and breathing for a second and saying he had the hip injury we, we had coronavirus i mean his receivers stink his guys are always injured his offensive line was not good mm-hmm. but nope we're just gonna say you know what Nine starts in, get rid of him, throw him yep. away. Like, that's not how – I'm so glad, honestly, that the Dolphins – I mean, it looked a little murky there that they were going to go for Watson. But I'm so glad now that the Dolphins finally are going to show that, like, two is their guy. I saw ESPN reported that two is their guy. It honestly makes me happy because I hope – I am i don't even know how good he's going to be. I, I said he probably will be a top 10 quarterback, top 12 for sure. But I, I hope he's even better just because I would love to go back and see some of these old takes exposed <laughs> yes. or whatever, old takes exposed, whatever it's called. Like yeah. some of these people acting like Tua stinks after just there's no way you can evaluate a player and say he stinks. And then you have quarterbacks like Kurt Warner. I mean, legend. Dan Orlovsky, legend. Yes, in his own, Dan Orlovsky. Let's go. <laughs> I interviewed Dan Orlovsky before. He's a great dude. I no love way. Dan. So. I love that guy, man. Yeah, he's, he's a good dude. But uh, I actually interviewed him about Wentz, how people said Wentz stinks, which is even funnier because now he's going off about how great Tua is, too. It's like you watch these quarterbacks break down Tua, and these guys are telling you, like, what are you talking about? But then there's still these guys 
never been around football in their life other than covering it that still feel like they have this voice where they can say to move on from Tua. It is crazy to me. Mm -hmm. I also, I, I had this take on another show too. It's, it's like, a lot of people think, or a lot of people forget, these quarterbacks are retired now. You got Drew Brees retired. Hopefully, Tom Brady is going to like leave the NFL because like actually getting, getting old at this point. But like, you know what I mean? You got these top older quarterbacks. They're all going to start retiring, and it's going to have to be who's going to take over. Russell Wilson's going to be gone soon. Matt Ryan's going to be gone soon. Philip Rivers just left. Like soon, there's going to have to be this new wave of quarterbacks. And I 150% think two is going to be in that wave of like top quarterbacks that you can build around that he'll play till he's 30 plus 40 you know what i'm saying like oh yeah i just i i am so sick of people turning on him the only thing that like i knock to it for is that he's lefty i think it's so weird like <laughs> i actually heard i'd never even verified this i've just went with it someone's told me that he's the only lefty quarterback in the nfl not starting just lefty yeah. and yep I mean, that is crazy. I hate that. that. Is, so, there's something about my football guy like self. It's like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that it goes against the green. That's probably the only thing that I really want to knock. That's actually, on. That's it's actually it. really funny because you're actually speaking to a lefty right now. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. why I, I love Tua because he's a lefty. That's why I, I was just going so hard at the Dolphins to get Tua because there's no lefty quarterbacks in the that's NFL. So, yeah, it's, cra it's honestly crazy, though. Like, I never knew that there was none. Like, that yeah. to me is just... That's pretty bizarre, but yeah, I, I'm so I'm honestly like I started blocking people honestly on Twitter because oh, yeah. I don't even want to see it. It's just like it's it's honestly dumb. Like it's not even funny. Like even the people that are trolling or they're trying to like stir the pot. It's like you're wasting everyone's time. Like no one believes that nonsense. So why yeah. are you even saying? So I'm just I'm tired of it. Moving on from two is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. If they traded for Watson, that's obviously a different story. Sean yeah. Watson, like you said, right now is better than Tua. But to say that they're going to draft a quarterback over to it, are you Ridiculous. kidding me? Yeah. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. It's, it's honestly dumb. We should just move on from the people wanting to move on from two at this point. Honestly, yeah. that's right. 100%. I, uh, in, I don't think that it has to be two uh, like completely different things to, to like, like, I don't think that you have to be just on one side, like liking Tua and saying that, hey, Deshaun Watson's better. Obviously, Deshaun Watson is better. And if yep. they had a chance to go get Deshaun Watson before all this, massage nonsense obviously then you know if you can do that why not go do that but to move on from two and like i feel like he's it's it's obviously recency bias and the nfl is very much of what what have you done for me lately type of league and type of fan base and people forget Tua had games where he played really well like if you yep. go back to that that arizona game uh, i mean he was the the rookie of the week i don't know how much stock we put into a fan voted rookie of the week but he was the rookie of the week a couple times and like he had he had really good performances even in games where he was down pretty bad like in the bills game obviously that was that's kind of what sticks in people's mind uh, is how he looked in that in the first half of that bills game he came back i mean he threw for a lot of yards in that game he didn't play amazing but like he had games where where he played really well i just remember that how it's crazy to think how far people's opinion has gone from that Arizona game when it was him and Kyler Murray dueling it out, and you were like, okay, these are two young quarterbacks that are. This is the future right here. These guys are dueling it out. Like everybody thought, two was the next next thing, uh, and then after that, we've just totally given up on him. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, he has all the traits. I. The more I, I think about it logically, the more encouraged I am with Tua going into the season, the more excited I am, the more I feel like he's he's going to improve. Uh, and I think if you you surround him with talent, now they got Will Fuller, and who knows what they'll do in the draft. I just I, I can't see uh, him not improving this, this offseason. Yeah. I think one thing, too, that's really an interesting view that someone said to me, and honestly, I love it. 
imagine if Ryan Fitzpatrick got sacked on that play against the Raiders. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Like, people that I feel like that really like changed the narrative on Tua. Like, if the Dolphins didn't do good, you know what I'm saying? It was so oh, yeah. weird. Like, yeah. if that doesn't happen and they lose, and they, like, I don't know, it's it's bizarre. It's really it, at this point, like you said, it's what have you done for me lately? And I hate that. Like that, if your NFL franchise, like the Eagles, they're a dumpster fire. If that's how they navigate. <laughs> Trust me, you're not going to do well. Like, it is not going to work out for you. Yeah. And it's a big difference, too. Like, a lot of people like to reference the Josh Rosen Cardinals thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like you could use that as an argument, but let's be real, man. Like, they were picking at one. Like, Kyler Murray was going to the MLB, if not being the number one pick in the draft. Like, it was so, it was just such a yeah. different dynamic. And like, Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen did not show anything half the like life that Tua did like you said he had those great those good games and stuff like I don't know man it really it really irks me to the point like I said I just started blocking people I've turned into that guy on Twitter I never (laughs) I never in a million years thought I'd be that guy on Twitter but I'm just like I'm so tired of it if you tell me that Tua stinks and your reason for him stinking is because you read pro football talk telling you that they should (laughs) trade up for a quarterback like dude you're getting blocked yeah I I send people the uh uh frozen two gif it's like into the unknown that's why <laughs> so like i just you know i'm done like yeah. stop we need to just stop this i think we should just start like fighting back with everyone with it you say like i get in those heated debates i think maybe instead of blocking people i'm just gonna start going at people for just it. just go like, right at them you're just so dumb like you really people are yeah. dumb to say that but yeah and sorry it, I, like, I, got, I got a little heated there but no i love it i love it i i i definitely feel your passion 100 i want to say one other thing like it's not even that I'm a huge Tua guy either. I feel like that's what else annoys me is people, like, if I defend him, they're like, oh, you're just, like, this Tua rider. Yeah. But, like, dude, no, I'm not. Like, I evaluate players. The only player I will ever say that I'm, like, completely – I will stick up for is Carson Wentz. Like, Carson Wentz <laughs> is the guy that I will die for right now. Like, I will argue I'm, – I'm saying comeback player of the year guaranteed. I'm betting on the Colts uh, makes it the Super Bowl, like – Carson Wentz, if you told me I'm a homer for Carson Wentz, you're right. 100%, I'll agree to it. I don't even argue anymore. Like, uh, someone just uh, messaged me the other day. They read an article. It was actually my Dan Orlovsky interview. Nice. I, I, when I got married, my wife and I got married, I uh, joked the week before we got married, she said, like, oh, Carson Wentz stinks now. I'm off the Wentz wagon. Like, that was the big thing, Wentz wagon. And I joked, when we did our vows at our wedding, I was like, hey, I need you to know, are you on or off the Wentz wagon? <laughs> I'm on it. I said, good, because if you said no, I didn't have anything else written down. Like, oh, we no. But, like, that's, I, Carson Wentz is the guy that I'll defend. So don't tell me I'm, like, this big Tua defender. Yeah. I'm not at all. What I am a defender of is, like, this what have you done for me lately thing. Like you said, I hate that. I'm just so yeah. sick of it. I I don't know how or why. I think it, I blame the media, honestly. It's like the media just makes things so much more dramatic than they are. And I hate that some franchises buy into that. Like yeah. the Dolphins, I feel, are very – they're like they, – they, they've got a good core where they're not going to buy into that and they're not going to obviously draft a quarterback at six. Like it's just – it's bizarre. It's just – I'm over it. I'm so over it. Two is yeah. the quarterback in the Miami Dolphins. And he'll probably be the quarterback next year even if he stinks this year. Like yeah. – the Dolphins aren't moving on that easy, and they're going to try to see how it works, and they're going to build around him. Exactly. Thank you very much. I, I like, and you know, there's a chance that Tua never becomes that top ten quarterback. Like, I'm not, and, and like you said, not just putting like the uh, Tua homer homerness aside. Like, I love Tua. I I really wanted the Dolphins to draft him uh, in the draft, so I I definitely would say that I am a homer. But you know, I know that there's a chance that he might not ever develop into that elite quarterback. But why not give him a shot? 
Like we yep. gave Ryan Tannehill eight seasons yeah. to, to, to develop into, into what, uh, you know, he's fine in Tennessee. That's another player that people overrate like crazy right go, now. That's but, a, but that's a great <laughs> argument. That's another good case study though. Look at Ryan Tannehill. Like, yeah. my God, exactly. how many years did he get? Like, give me a break, man. Yeah, man. And he's like, he's playing this well into his eighth season. And we're going to give up on Tua after, after one season. I don't know. It's ridiculous. But anyways, we'll move away from Tua for a little bit uh, <laughs> onto, onto the, the news that really shook up the NFL world uh, on Friday uh, morning into the into the afternoon, I guess it was. Um, got the got the notification on my phone. The Dolphins uh, trading back uh, to the number twelve spot. The 49ers coming up to number three. Uh, the 49ers trading a a twenty twenty two third, the twelfth pick, and then a twenty twenty two first, and then a twenty twenty two. Uh, a 2023 first, rather, uh, to come up to number three with the Dolphins. And that kind of blew up uh, the football world. Everybody's freaking out. But then just wait a second. They're not totally done. Uh, the Dolphins then trade back up to number six with the Philadelphia Eagles, the team that you covered before the Dolphins. Uh, they send them uh, the number 12 pick, number 123, uh, and the 2022 first uh, for the sixth pick and number 156. So Chris Greer just just working his magic, doing crazy things. What are your thoughts? What like what happened? What happened on Friday? Yeah, it was pretty crazy. So uh, the first deal happened, and uh, one of my favorite people, Dolphins Twitter, Reason. Some of you know Reason, obviously. Mm-hmm. He's one of my favorite people on Dolphins Twitter. Him and I got connected. Now we we talk all the time. So like this trade happens, my phone rings. I look. Reason's calling me. I'm like, oh god, here we go. Like. <laughs> I didn't know because I know he didn't really want to trade back. So I answer the phone. We're talking and I get a text message. And it's from someone that I know that, you know, gives me some tips. Eagles wise, a source with the Eagles. And he texted me and said, Dolphins trading back up with the Eagles. And I was like, no way. I was like, yo, reason. The Dolphins are going to trade back up with the Eagles. And we're like, nah. And then maybe a few minutes later, the news breaks. And we're both, I mean, it was, it was such a, like a, a ride, honestly. And I felt like we wasted so much time and it was probably like five minutes. Him and I talked about what the, what the dolphins are going to do now. And then out of nowhere, boom, they trade back up. And honestly, I think what was great about how it happened like that is our, our problem with them trading back to 12 was now they're not going to get one of those elite guys they wanted to get. Yeah. It's great to get those picks, but you got to hit on them. Now you're, now you're not getting one of those top three guys. Like at three, they're getting a top three guy. And then they trade back up, and it's almost like Chris Greer heard us like talking crap on it, saying like, <laughs> now they're not going to get a top three guy. They move up to six, and I, I think what's crazy, I think someone from the Miami Herald or the Miami Sentinel or something wrote how bad of a trade it was for the the Dolphins to move back yeah. up to six, and it, it just kind of shows me that like some people, football's not for everyone. I tweeted that football is <laughs> not for everyone. It's really not. Like he, you can't. Sometimes people can't view football not from like a, a fan lens or like even just a lens of like just rationalization like they can't mm-hmm. rationalize the context of what happened so the dolphins trade back to 12 first of all what a monster deal i mean three first round picks <laughs> that's, that's like that's like the rg3 trade almost I'd, I'd love to see like them compared to each other so they trade back to 12 they pick up those three first rounders i i love that the dolphins are pretty much saying when they trade back up that they believe the 49ers aren't going to be good and i think that makes me happy because I've, i'm with them that is the toughest division in football right now. The Rams, who, I mean, Jared Goff took them how far? They now have Matt Stafford. Matthew Stafford yeah. is their quarterback. I think people forget that. Matthew Stafford on that offense is going to be disgusting. Oh, yeah. Disgusting. The Seahawks, they're the Seahawks. Russell Wilson can take them as far as Russell Wilson can take them all the time. 
those guys, I mean, it's, it's the Seahawks. They're always going to be in, in contention. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Cardinals, which is another great example of like a team that's going all in. I mean, they went out and got AJ Green, which I don't care what you think about AJ Green. AJ Green's not their number one receiver. I mean, that's a yeah. weapon. They get JJ Watt. They trade for Hudson. I mean, their roster, they're loaded. Their defense is sick. They have J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones now, which I think is an incredible, wow. incredible combination. Who are you going to double? You're screwed. So, I mean, they also have Isaiah Simmons. A lot of people forget about that. Cardinals drafted Isaiah Simmons. He's a stud. Yeah. He's going to be a star in the NFL. So they're, they're betting that the 49ers, and I, I agree with – I really, really agree with the Dolphins here. I think the 49ers are going to finish last in the division. And now, I, I, I'm like, I'm so confident too. You got to think they're going to draft wow. a rookie quarterback. Now they say that they're sticking with Jimmy G. Let's be real. They're not trading up to three and sticking with Jimmy G. They're trying to get rid of Jimmy G. I wonder where he'll go. They'd be hilarious if the Patriots got him. <laughs> I, I don't see Jimmy G being their starter week one. So now you're saying, I just talked about those, those teams, the, the Seahawks defense, they got so much better by the end of the year. Carlos Dunlap gave them life. They just re-signed him. So now you have these defensive lines. You got Aaron Donald on, on the Rams. You got J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones. You got Carlos Dunlap. You got – who else? The Seahawks got some good good defensive players, obviously. Wagner. Yeah. They uh, what's, the, what's the safety they trade for that blitzes all the time uh, from oh, the J- Jets? Adams. They got Jamal Adams. Adams. Jamal Adams. Yeah. I mean, Jamal Adams is like a blitzing freak. Now, you have a rookie quarterback that's going to play these teams two times a year. I mean, you're talking six – losses in my opinion like i don't see how a rookie quarterback is going to handle that i really don't like i don't care how good of a coach you are it has nothing to do with coaching when aaron donald's running up the middle and putting you on your butt so we we saw that in Tua's first start like for real though like it is it is so it is such a different thing like a lot of people say their coaching so great they'll be fine it's not about coaching when you're getting put on your butt every play like coaching goes out the window man some quarterbacks don't want to get hit and who knows first of all Everyone wants to say Tua's a bust. Who knows if this quarterback's going to be good? What if they draft Mac Jones and he's a bust? You know what I'm saying? Like, what if they draft Zach Wilson and cool, he looks great thrown in shorts, but what if he's not the quarterback we think he's going to be? So the Dolphins literally said, we're going to trade back up to the Eagles. They gave them their first-round pick, which I love. I mean, how much confidence do you have in your roster to say, we're going to be better than the 49ers? We know it. Here's Here's this pick. So they have the 49ers 2023 pick, which makes me pumped up i love that and it's just like going back i went on a tangent there but the context of like getting a top three player for people to think they're not going to get a top guy now they just dictated the first three picks in the draft we know it's going to be quarterback we know quarterback and now number three quarterback unless the 49ers are the craziest organization in the world (laughs) and traded three first round picks to trade up for like kyle pitts like I saw that. I saw that take. Like, a pretty respected reporter, too. Yeah. But, like, I don't see that happening. So now you know that. Quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. You know who doesn't need a quarterback? Talking to you, pro football talk. You know who doesn't need a quarterback? The Miami <laughs> Mike Dolphins. Mike Florio. Yeah, Mike Florio. The Dolphins don't need a quarterback. Yeah. So now they're sitting at pick six, which technically is pick three again. They're back at pick three. Yeah. Like, I don't see how people don't understand that. In the Dolphins' minds, they're getting one of their top three guys on their board. And imagine how bizarre it'll be if the Falcons go quarterback at four, I mean, now you're talking, I mean, that's never happened before. I don't think in NFL history, but four straight quarterbacks. Now you're talking, the dolphins are like, they might even be able to move back if they wanted to and get even crazier. I don't think they're gonna, but they're going to get one of their top guys at six and the top guy they're going to get. I I have three guys that I think are going to be all pro hall of famers. You got, uh, Penae Sewell, Sewell. Mm -hmm. I always mess his name up. Penae Sewell. Sewell. You got Devontae Smith. And you got 
uh, Kyle Pitts, some guy I never talk about on Twitter. Yeah, but oh, got Kyle, Kyle Pitts. Pitts. But I mean, Miami picked up an extra first in 2023, which in my opinion is going to be a good first round pick. It's going to mm-hmm. be awesome. They picked up the 2022 third, which is a comp pick. I mean, still, it's a pick. And they're still going to get the guy they wanted at six. I mean, that's just so that's, – that's playing – I said it in my article. Everyone says, oh, he's playing chestnut checkers. That really is, though. If you think yeah. about it, that is such an amazing move. And, like, that's how you change a franchise. It's not, like, the most dramatic change of a franchise. But showing the confidence, too, in your roster, that's what gets me so pumped. A lot of people don't think about it. When you're think about being in that locker room and your GM and your owner and your coach said, "We're betting that we're going to be better than whoever we just like." They're betting that they're going to win games this year, and I love it. I freaking love it. So, yeah. I, I don't see how anyone. I keep seeing everyone saying they should have stayed at twelve and they could have got their guy at twelve. Like, do you know the difference between Kyle Pitts and like who you get at twelve? Like yeah. even Jalen Waddle. I like Jalen Waddle, but. The difference between a player like Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle is so, so insane. People don't mm-hmm. realize how insane of a difference that is in a player. Like, Jalen Waddle is going to be solid in the NFL. I, I compared Devontae Smith to Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco, whichever one you want, and Jerry Rice. Those are my comps for him. That's how good I think Devontae Smith is. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's incredible to me that these people can't understand that, like, the 12th pick is even harder to hit on than the sixth pick. Obviously, all picks are hard to hit on, but if you have a choice at one of the consensus top three players, like I mean, it's it's insane to me. It's what I, it was such a cool move. It is so savvy too. I love that they like did it so quick too. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like they had it in place. I do know that the Eagles tried to trade up with them. That's a fact. That's a hundred percent a fact. Yeah, that's another thing I would I, I kind of want to talk about is the Eagles aspect of it. There was rumors coming out that the Eagles potentially were trying to trade up to that number three three, even the number two pick, I think I heard that the Eagles were trying yep. to get up to number two or number three and, and get Zach Wilson. And we have a guy who comes on the podcast. He's an Eagles fan. His name is Joel. Uh and you know so maybe explain to him do you like you do you really think that uh, the Eagles were trying to trade up to number two or number three to, to get a quarterback, even with Jalen Hurts there uh, in yeah. place? 100%. I was actually told that the Eagles 150 million percent tried to trade up for Zach Wilson, which I think is hilarious. Again, there goes the Eagles franchise. They are a dumpster fire. Did you say the guy's name is Joel? I'm sorry, Joel, that you have to even support such a dumpster fire of an organization because not only do they ruin Carson Wentz, now they just showed Jalen Hurts. They don't believe in him at all. And I'll go a step further. I know for a fact that the Philadelphia Eagles are trying to trade for Deshaun Watson. And if he wouldn't have gotten his legal issues, I think that the Philadelphia Eagles are probably the dark horse to land in. And I'll go – I said this on Twitter. I'll even go further. If Deshaun Watson gets out of his legal problems, think about who has three first-round picks now in 2022. Oh, the Philadelphia oh. Eagles do. Think about who's from Houston, Jalen Hurts. I, I just, I mean, dude, you got to really think about this logically. Howie Roseman's job is on the line. He's mm-hmm. he's probably likely, they'll give him this year. And I think if they fail this year and he's got all these picks and Deshaun Watson's available, they're going to go get Deshaun Watson. And if not, they have three first round picks to trade up for the top quarterback if they want him. Like the Eagles made themselves set up and sit, they're sitting so pretty. I, I don't think Jalen Hurts is one bit in their future plans. I would go to even say that the Eagles would never admit this. Not one person the Eagles would admit this. But I bet you the Eagles brass hopes that Jalen Hurts flops so unbelievably bad that they have a top five pick. Like, I wouldn't be 
one bit surprised that they wish they had a top five pick because if they can get even if they had a top five pick, top three picks, we'll say we'll say they get a top three pick. The Philadelphia Eagles have two other first rounders that they'll be able to mm-hmm. move up. Like imagine moving up one spot, they could give up those first round picks. It'd be technically nothing to them because they, they didn't have them to begin with. I think the Eagles are trying to get a quarterback. It makes a lot of sense. I had an Eagles fan. I have a friend. He was like all bummed about it. Oh, it's such a terrible trade. But like, it's really not. The Eagles are screwed yeah. here. I mean, their their cap situation's ugly. The cap's yeah. fake. Anyway. Salary cap's fake. But <laughs> Eagles cap's bad. Next year, they're gonna have three first round picks and over sixty million dollars in cap space. I mean, this team. Yeah. They might be back sooner than people yeah. think. And if I'm telling you, I I will guarantee it. Guarantee it. If Deshaun Watson somehow gets out of these legal things, which we don't know what's going to happen, the Philadelphia Eagles will be major, major players. <laughs> and they have the most ammunition once this is all done, too. Because I don't see Deshaun Watson getting done before the draft, obviously. That, that, yeah. that whole thing is going to happen. What if it gets done midseason, before the trade deadline? Who's got three first-round picks again? Like, it just, I'm telling you, the Philadelphia Eagles, their decision-making was solely based on trying to upgrade at quarterback, in my opinion. And they tried to move up for Wilson. They really did. And the Dolphins just – I, I heard that they offered, like, the Colts' first-round pick, and the Dolphins didn't really want it. So, mm. I don't wow. know. It's pretty crazy to me. I, I, I definitely – if I was an Eagles fan, I would just take this year as a wash because that's what it's going to be. The Eagles yeah. are going to stink. Like, the Eagles are going to stink. I wouldn't even be surprised. I thought about this, too. If the Eagles trade back from 12, say they trade back from 12 with, like, the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs would probably never trade up. But you never know. They have the connection with Andy Reid. Say mm-hmm. the Chiefs trade up and give them another first-round pick in 2022. Then they're going to stay with four first-round picks. Yeah, some of them are going to be pretty high. But, like, they go a long way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. to trade for someone like Deshaun Watson, you're going to need three to four first-round picks. So, I think, it, I think it was a great move by the Eagles, weirdly enough. Like, I mean, they ruined their franchise again. There's no way Jalen Hurts feels good today waking up. The, the <laughs> old place I used to work at, USA Today, I saw they said that Jalen Hurts was the biggest winner of this. Like, no, he was the biggest <laughs> loser of this because yeah. that – like, there's no way he woke up today. And, like, if Howie Roseman texted me, if I'm, I'm Jalen Hurts, I'm leaving him on red, man, because he <laughs> already showed me exactly what they – like. and first of all, it's terrible, too, if you think about it. Like, Jalen Hurts is almost like – you know, you ever have that uh that buddy who's like he cheats on like this this guy's date or this girl's dating a guy and he he cheats and she cheats on him with with your buddy and now he's dating her and you're like dude you know she cheated on her boyfriend for you like she'll probably cheat on you too you know what I mean <laughs> like that's that's yeah. where Jalen Hurts is sitting at this moment like yeah. the Eagles thought oh we got Jalen Hurts he's so much better than Carson Wentz yeah. and now Jalen Hurts is like oh I'm the starter it's like no look what they just did to the guy they gave a hundred some million dollars to they yeah. don't care about you either like yeah. and they're already looking for somebody new already yep. <laughs> so, already so yeah. I just it's the, the Philadelphia Eagles are a disaster but yeah. if they can get to Sean Watson or they can trade up for the best quarterback in the draft next year I mean. They're gonna they're gonna be back quicker than they 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 thought. So I like it from the Eagles standpoint. Wow, you heard it here first, guys. Deshaun Watson will be be, be a <laughs> Philadelphia Eagle by season's if, end if he gets out of his legal troubles. Which if, we could go on for like six hours about. Yeah. I don't think that's gonna happen. But oh boy, yeah. yeah. But there you go, Joel. This yeah, I agree with you. This season is gonna suck for the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, I think they uh, they they got to rebuild. Whether it's a long rebuild or or they're able to to turn it around quickly. I know Howie Roseman is, is still a, a very respected uh, front office member in the NFL. So, you know, maybe he can turn things around quickly. But this season is definitely going to suck, I think, uh, for the Eagles. Uh, but, Joel, you never know. Maybe Deshaun Watson ends up there uh, replacing <laughs> Jalen Hurts. Uh, that's super interesting. Uh, we, we, we covered 
the Eagles. I kind of want to get into the 49ers. They're the ones who traded up to that number three uh, pick. I'm, I'm curious. We're, we're hearing all sorts of, uh, and, I, and I'm sure as we get closer to the draft, we'll, we'll get more, uh, get more uh, solid rumors about who is going there at number three. Uh, and we'll kind of, it seems like we always kind of have a consensus going into the draft. Maybe we'll kind of get closer to that. Uh, but right now, I think it's very murky as for which quarterback uh, the, the San Francisco 49ers are going to be picking there at number three. I'm curious who you think they traded up to number three for, because it has to be a quarterback, right? There's no way yeah. it's not a quarterback. Yeah, uh, I think so. It's got to be a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I uh, I have an interesting thought about this, too. This kind of connects back to the Eagles a little bit. So the Philadelphia Eagles were trying to trade up for Zach Wilson. That's known. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Now, who's the, the GM in, in for the Jets, Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas and the Eagles have a great connection. Joe Douglas worked for the Eagles for years. Him and Howie Roseman are close. Why would Howie Roseman think so confidently that he could get Zach Wilson at three? That's where I kind of think and start connecting some dots that maybe Joe Douglas let him know, listen, we're not taking Wilson. Like, if you want him, try to come up and get him, but we're not taking him. So I I, I think it could be a strong chance that Wilson will be the guy at three, which is kind of weird then because who are the Jets going to take? Maybe they fell in love with Fields. I mean – I, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the quarterbacks really this year. I think if I had to pick a quarterback, I mean, Lawrence obviously is like the, the popular pick, but I really, I would bet on Trey Lance over any of these guys. Mm. I just like his upside. I like the way he takes care of the football. Everyone's going to say he was in that babied offense at North Dakota state, but I don't care, man. I like, I mean, what do you have? 42 touchdowns. Don't quote me. It might be, it might've been 42, but 40 mm. some touchdowns and no interceptions. I think it was. Come on, yeah. I mean, that's impressive. I don't care what, babied offense you're in i think that he's got the chance if we look back on it everyone is going crazy zach wilson's throwing bombs and shorts like i pro days are so funny like they crack me up (laughs) can you believe this guy had a great scripted pro day like (laughs) obviously what do you mean like anyone go out and have a good scripted pro day like best pro day ever people will always tell you the greatest pro day they've ever seen was jamarcus russell like (laughs) come on it happens you know what i mean it's a pro day so yeah. I think when we really look back on it, I think one of the best quarterbacks, and he's probably going to get in the best situation, is Trey Lance. Honestly, if Trey Lance, if I'm him, I'm hoping I drop. Imagine if he goes to New England, like oh no, please. Yeah, think about it though. Like imagine, <laughs> imagine someone like Trey Lance drops and goes to New England. Like he's sitting yeah. sitting great right now. Even if he drops, go to like New Orleans or somewhere, like yeah. somewhere that's going to develop him. Pittsburgh, yeah. somewhere somewhere that's going to use him right. It's like I don't know. I, I really think that. The 49ers are, they had to have known they're going to get someone that they mm-hmm. want. Cause like how bizarre to trade up to three and be like, well, we'll see who we get. Like, yeah. like I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't see how they could have the, the attitude in the, in the organization where they're like, you know what? Well, if we get whoever we get, like, it'll be good. Like that's just not, that, yeah. I, mean, I don't see how that could be smart business. John Lynch is not dumb. Like, yeah. They, they had to have had a pretty good understanding that the Jets are in love with someone, so they know who they're going to get. Just like when the Eagles traded up to two, the year when Goff went yeah. one, like everyone's like, oh, who are they going to get? Like, yo, the Eagles knew they were getting Carson Wentz. They didn't trade up to two and say, oh, well, we'll get Goff or Wentz, whoever we get. Like, that's, yeah. that's not how it works, man. That is not yeah. – NFL organizations don't do stuff like that. They yeah. know who they're going to get. So my guess is they targeted their – Wilson's going to be there at three, which would be crazy, which means it'll be Fields at two. So, that's I mean, interesting. I still think it's crazy that quarterbacks are going to go one, two, three. And I'm just, I'm so hopeful 
that even if I mean the Falcons could even trade down. Like imagine if someone trades up to four. What I want to see yeah. quarterbacks go one, two, three, four so bad. Dolphins fans should want the quarterbacks to go one, two, three, four yes. so so bad. It's insane. Like you should every night before you go to bed, you should pray to the football <laughs> god and say quarterbacks go one, two, three, four. Yeah, that that is that is crazy it, because we you know if if all of a sudden a quarterback does go four, I saw uh, Daniel Jeremiah and and and, and Rhett Lewis. I think they were talking about on an NFL Network. Maybe there's a potential now that even Cincinnati trades out of of that fifth pick, and then their quarterbacks go one, two, three, four, five, and you have Mac Jones getting picked at five or something. Like, I think there's a lot of chaos. That's Incredible! Still yet to I never even thought about right. that. That is like, dude, if it goes one, two, three, four, five, that I is, mean, the Dolphins are the smartest organization yeah. in football right now. They that literally be, have the number one pick. Then they have the number one pick. Yep, hundred percent. That would be so crazy. That is crazy. There's so many. Yeah, the 49ers, I think, are definitely the the intriguing. Like, it seems most people are kind of set on Zach Wilson now going to to the Jets. I was kind of set on Zach Wilson going to the Jets, but that what you bring up about uh, the connection there between the Eagles uh, and and the Jets, obviously with Joe Douglas there as the GM. Uh, that that's that's interesting. Maybe maybe they 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 know something that the rest of us don't know, and maybe Zach Wilson doesn't go too. And then who who knows? Zach Wilson, I think, would be pretty special there uh, in the 49ers offense there with Kyle Shanahan. I think that would be super interesting. But uh, why don't we? We've covered the Eagles. We've covered the San Francisco 49ers aspect of these trades. So why don't we go to the team that you and I are both waiting to waiting to talk about the Dolphins. Uh, we talked a little bit about Tua and, and them in general at the beginning. Uh, they are now sitting at the number six pick. Uh, I'm curious what you think they're going to be doing with that number six pick. Well, there's lots of reports out there. Yeah. And uh, I, I see all these things being leaked and people saying, oh, they're leaning Smith, they're leaning Waddle, they're leaning Chase. There's two players that haven't really been linked to to the Dolphins, and I find it pretty interesting. Sewell hasn't been li- linked to the Dolphins, and Pitts mm-hmm. hasn't been linked to the Dolphins. Now, there's one thing we know. The Dolphins have been pretty tight-lipped this offseason, pretty much always. The Dolphins mm-hmm. run a tight ship. They don't want leaks. I saw, I think, Barry Jackson today tweeted that some people in the organization, they've been trying to find who the rats are and getting those people in trouble and, like, kicking them out of the organization <laughs> if they find out they're the leak. So I, I, I find it pretty crazy that there's some guys on Twitter that are pretty confident with what the Dolphins are doing. And that makes me confident that they don't know what's going on and that it's yeah. not real. So, yeah. like, my whole – I saw someone arguing with me today about the Dolphins-Eagles thing. Like, I didn't hear that from the Dolphins. That wasn't from the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's what gets me to think that it's between those two. And I really do think it's between those two. And I don't see either of those two going four and five. I mean, it could. That would be like a disaster if Pitts goes four and Sewell goes five. That would be yeah. a disaster. But I don't know. Devontae Smith would be a pretty good consolation prize. I think Devontae yeah, Smith is bad. so incredible. I talked him up. Obviously, I said my, my comps for him are like all pro, best receiver ever, Jerry Rice. Like, I don't, obviously, he's not going to be the best receiver ever, Jerry yeah. Rice. But I mean, in the sense where like this guy, when he runs routes, he just understands football. He understands the defender. He understands the coverage. He finds the green better than anyone. If you run zone on him, he's going to be wide open. If you run man on him, he's going to set he's going to set the defender up. He's incredible. So obviously a lot of people know where I want the Dolphins to go at <laughs> six. 
But, I mean, you can't go wrong. I said, either of those three guys to me are all pro Hall of Fame players. I really, truly believe it. They're my one, two, three guys, and the Dolphins are getting one of them. So, I don't know. I don't know who you want the Dolphins to take. I know Dolphins Twitter is, like, split. I mean, there is every day, like, I think Sorty, Sorty said this. He's one of my favorite people on Dolphins Twitter, too. Fins or die. He uh he said like every day is like a new day like someday now we want this yeah. guy this guy next guy is waddle 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 then it's pits 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 like I yeah. it's pretty crazy it's hard to keep up with but I will say if you made me pick right now who I'm taking at six it's 100 million percent Kyle Pitts mm-hmm. I I think it's great too is like I wrote the article that Kyle Pitts is the number one player in the draft. I think he's better than Trevor Lawrence. There's no doubt in my mind he's better than Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is a great quarterback, but there's great quarterbacks every year. Like, we're talking about Zach Wilson making a throw in shorts, and now he's going to be the next best thing. It happens every year. There's quarterbacks every year. There's left tackles and right tackles every single year. There's never, and will never again, probably ever, be a player like Kyle Pitts. I, I just, I think what's so great about him is you don't even really need to understand football to see how great he is. And I think that's one thing that's really important. Like one thing I love to do when you watch film, sometimes just if you're watching a prospect, don't even just watch him, like just put a game on and just kind of sit there and you just see who pops. Like you can just see who the players are. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like this guy's got it. First game for Florida this season. My wife and I were all excited to watch the Gators. I covered the Gators for sports illustrated. Mm -hmm. It It was awesome. I said, listen, Kyle Pitts is so good. She's like, which one's that? I said, right there he is, 84. He scored three touchdowns in the first game. <laughs> I mean, my wife, she knows football in a sense. We're like, she likes football. But my wife doesn't know football. Yeah. And she can tell how great he is. Like, we watch games and she would even say, like, this guy is incredible. And he is just, you You can't find someone like him. Florida put him at running back someplace and, like, ran him out of the backfield. Like, you can put him all over the field. You can put him in line at tight end. You can put him at H-back. You can split him out wide. Everyone focuses on the X boundary receiver, all that nonsense. Like, I really, truly believe he's the best receiver in the draft, too. Like, I, I love Devontae Smith, obviously, but Kyle Pitts is a better receiver than all of them. Mm-hmm. He is 6'6", 200 – everyone says for some odd reason 245. No, he even said he's 248 pounds, so I'm giving him 250. 6'6", 250, and just ran a reported 4'4", which I don't know. Obviously, that's a little bizarre. Yeah. But, but, I mean, this guy can run routes just as good as Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith's the best route runner I've ever seen. But Kyle Pitts for a 6'6", 250-pound guy, I mean, it's incredible. If anything, I would say it's more impressive to watch Kyle Pitts run routes just because he's so darn big. Like, he is yeah. huge. And, I mean, he went up against the number one corners. He, everyone's talking J.C. Horn might be the top corner. Kyle Pitts took him to school and scored a touchdown on him. Uh, Sertain scored a touchdown on him, dominated him. I mean, he couldn't cover him. He ran a slant route on him in the SEC championship. You would say that that's, that's a number one wide receiver ran that route. It's a tight end. And they're, yeah. putting the, they're putting the number one corner on the tight end, which is just in itself is so incredible. It helps out your other like, players on offense so much. Like Devonta, everyone says, oh, you're drafting a tight end. You're not getting weapons. Like when you draft Kyle Pitts, you plug him into 12 personnel, which is like my big thing. A lot of people joke with me. I'm huge on 12 <laughs> personnel. One running yeah. back, two tight ends. Two, 12 personnel is what teams win the Super Bowl. In the last three Super Bowls, all the Super Bowl winners were top five and 12 personnel. Mm-hmm. Because if you can have a good 12 personnel, you help out so many people. The Chiefs, uh, Kelsey gets number one corners covering him. You know what that does for your other receivers? Then you're getting the number two guy on Devontae Parker. Like Devontae Parker is a great player. He's a yeah. really good player. Now you think if the defense has to put their number one corner on Kyle Pitts, now you got Devontae Parker getting that. 
and whoever else you fill in on that offense, like you're you're getting mismatches, not just with Kyle Pitts, you're getting mismatches across the board then because you're mm-hmm. getting weaker defenders on your better players, and that's what you want. And I just I can't stress enough how much twelve a dominant twelve personnel like that would help out Tua. Like people think, oh, that that's not a weapon for Tua. It's a tight end. When you have those two tight ends down, the defense has to make a decision. Do they come out in base, meaning they bring in linebackers on the field, which teams like rarely run base anymore anyways. I think the percentages now are more like nickel-dime sub-packages, meaning mm-hmm. they bring on like secondary defenders to come in. So you either run base and you put the linebackers on. But those linebackers then are going to have to cover Mike Gusecki and Kyle Pitts. Those linebackers aren't covering those guys. Yeah. It's, just not, it's just not logically and physically going to happen. Like They won't be able to. So then you say, okay... We don't want to stop the run. We're going to put the sub-package guys on. I, I don't understand how people can't understand this aspect of it either. Oh, Kyle Pitts and Mike Gusecki can't block. Well, when you're in 12 personnel and you have sub-package defenders in, yeah, they're going to be able to block those guys no matter what. Like, it's just nature. They're 6'6 six, six guys, 6'5 six, guys. Like, mm-hmm. they're going to block the smaller defenders. Even if they get in their way, at a bare minimum, they're going to get in their way and do their job effectively. And Kyle Pitts is a great blocker, too. That's a whole – I could rant about that. So you're, you're talking – you make the defense already stressed, and we're only talking about the tight end position. Like that is bizarre to me. Like yeah. I just I I I will keep going on it, and a lot of people have it's the joke, the Kyle Pitts train. Yeah. I really, really, truly believe that I'm still sticking to it. I think they would have took him at three. I think they're going to take him at six. It just makes too much sense. Brian Flores, where was he from? New England. When he was in New England, what they have. Aaron Hernandez, Rob Gronkowski, they blew up the NFL, man. They, like, yeah. absolutely, I almost said murdered, which would have been ironic. <laughs> oh, my God. But no. they, they like, they dominated the NFL. Like, think about that. Yeah. And Brian Flores knows that. You don't need as many pieces then if you can come out and say, you know what, we're going to already beat you before the snap even comes because you're already second guessing how you're going to defend us. And I just think it's incredible. So again, I would be fine with Sewell. I'd be pumped for Devonte Smith and I will be going crazy, crazy. If they get Kyle Pitts, I really will. I think he's the right pick. I don't know who you want, but I'm telling you, man, if I, if, if one thing, if I could just open people's eyes to the concept of how that 12 personnel will work with Kyle Pitts, like it's, I have a lot of people that have DM'd me, honestly, that were like talking crap on me. And have DM me. I'm talking handfuls, probably like 10 to 12 people that have like apologized to me. And they said, you know what? We get it now. And I'm like, yo, it's all good. I'm glad you, I'm just glad you get it. Like <laughs> it is, it's incredible. It really is. Well, I, uh, you've convinced me. I mean, I, I was just letting you hear just, just, just talk love stories about Kyle Pitts. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I know you, you love Kyle Pitts and I, and I would be fine with Kyle Pitts or, or I love Devonte Smith as well. I love his route running. I think he, he gets open, uh, which is something that, that Tua needs so desperately, but yeah, Kyle Pitts, I definitely find that interesting, but you heard it here first guys. A uh, bunch of confirmed reports on the podcast today. <laughs> Kyle Pitts is going at six uh, to the Dolphins. Deshaun Watson's going to end up a Philadelphia Eagle. Uh, Zach Wilson's going to San Francisco. <laughs> All these are confirmed. You can put these down in pen. Thank you very much, Jeremy. I, I appreciate you coming. Before you leave, I have a couple of non-football related uh, questions to ask you. Um, you're a father. You have two kids, yes. uh, if I'm not mistaken. I oh. am actually uh, I'm going to be a father in in, I think, six weeks. Congrats, um, I, man. Yeah, Congrats. Thank you. I appreciate it. I was wondering if you have uh, any advice for a guy who, who who's going to uh, soon be a father for the very first time. 
ah, man, honestly, just enjoy it. It's like the greatest thing in the world, man. I wake up every day and like you could have the worst possible things going on in your life, but I wake up every day and like life is so great having children, man. There, it's like the coolest thing in the world. Even like right after I get off this interview, I'm going to go upstairs and, and my kids are going to be so happy to see me. It's like, the, I can't explain it, man. It is like, it's almost like, I don't, I don't know the words for it, but man, being a father is the greatest thing ever. So just enjoy it. Just embrace it. And uh, honestly, it goes so fast before, you know, like my little guy is seven months today. And I feel like oh, it was yeah. yesterday that he like was in my hands and was five pounds. He came out early. He was a little peanut. Now he's like a little monster. It's like, yeah. So just enjoy all of it, man. And I don't know, just be the best person you can be. That's what I always say. Every That's... day I wake up, I try to be the best person for my kids. And I go. also, I, I like to live by the whole thing. Like raise your kids how you want people to be too. Like don't raise little punks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, teach the kids the right way of life. And that's what my wife and I do. We, we raise our children. Right. And it's like, it's great, man. I'm happy for you. It's the best. I'm telling you, your life will just feel different. Like you wake up every day. Like I used to wake up and I was like, Oh, I got work. I got this. I wake up every day. I'm like, can't wait to give the kids breakfast. Can't wait to do (laughs) like, you know what, dude, it's so fun. It really, being a dad is my favorite aspect of life. It is awesome. It is the best. So congrats, man. man. I'm happy for you. It's going to be good. I appreciate that. And just one uh, one more question for you. It's, it's a little bit of a, a heated question on our podcast. Uh, we almost broke up one time because of it. Uh, so just answer carefully. Um, it's, it's a question that uh, is near and dear to our heart. It's, is a hamburger a, a sandwich? Is that the no way that you're asking this right now? My yeah. wife and I just talked about this over lunch. I'm not. No joking. way. No I way. I swear to you. I swear to you. We were just having this conversation. So what do you? What's your? Is it the hot dog or the hamburger one? The hamburger. It's a ham- hamburger, right, Joe? Ham- is a hamburger a sandwich? That's okay. the that's the question, right? Yeah, yeah I think so, that's the question. Yeah. So weirdly enough, so that's what we were talking about. We're making burgers tonight, and that's how we got into the, the conversation. We both agree that a hamburger, a cheeseburger, whatever you want to call it, is a sandwich. I just, no, no, I don't. I don't see how a hamburger is like a variant of a sandwich. But it's a sandwich. Like it's gotta be. It's in between two pieces of bread. And it's gotta be a sandwich. I'm Whatever. telling you. Shoot. It's got. Right. You don't think it's a sandwich? How? I what is know. your explanation for why it's I, not a sandwich? I just though? think it's its own entity. It's its own thing. I, I'm know? okay with that if that's like your take. But it's still a variant of sandwich. Like it's gotta be. It's its own like thing. But it comes from a sandwich. Like it's a okay. sandwich. I don't know. Maybe we, we, you know, I might not have you back on the podcast anytime <laughs> now because of that. I'm just kidding. My producer also thinks that it is a sandwich. You hey, know, I'll, yeah. I'll try no, to your get. Your producer's a smart man. According <laughs> to you, he's a, he's a smart, good dude. So I'm oh, on his yeah. side. Well, I don't know. I'll have to get. I'll have to like uh, vet my my guests from now on and ask them that question <laughs> first before they're on because I need people I that it. agree with me. No, but oh, Jeremy, man. I appreciate you very much for coming on. This was super fun. Yeah. Uh, man. I, I love uh, talking football with you. Um, where can people find you? Uh, yeah, is- you can follow me on Twitter. Like you said, it's at NuttyXProfessor. Um, pretty much always on there. Or you can uh, read my articles on FinFanatic, like you said. And if you're a college football fan, I'll be covering the Gators this year, going hardcore for football at uh, Hale, Florida Hale. And yeah, just follow me there. But yeah, I appreciate having me on, man. This was awesome. This is a lot of yeah. fun. I went on some tangents. I got got a little heated. I yeah. got a little excited. But thanks for having me on, man. No problem, man. It was a good time. We will hopefully we'll talk again at some point. But yeah, thank you very much for coming on, man. Yep, no problem, man. So there you have it. Uh, a great conversation uh, with Jeremy. I really appreciate him coming on. Uh, got a lot of stuff covered. Uh, he he talked about 
Uh, just a ton of stuff, really. He gave us much more than I thought that he would. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure you tune in every Tuesday, like we said, like we say every week, for uh, new episodes of the show. We're going to be releasing it consistently on Tuesdays now. We're, we're going back to normal. We took a, took a little break again, but we're back. Uh, follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at underscore average Joe show. I got my Twitter fixed now. It's underscore really? average Joe show. Yeah. Nice. I finally got it fixed. Joe, you got anything you want, no. you want to plug at the end of the episode? No, no I got still no. no. You need to you need to do something that we can plug at the end of it. Well, this. I didn't prepare. Oh, so how dare you? I just mean like start a project or something. Even if it's Oh, wood, like you mean something to plug? Yeah, even if it's woodworking or whatever. There's something <laughs> to plug at the end of the episode. I live in a small two bedroom apartment. Well, how am I gonna do woodworking? Outside. It's nice okay. outside now. But I appreciate you guys listening to the episode, and we will catch you guys on the next one. <laughs>